This Church Life Today podcast is a production of Redeemer Radio and the McGrath Institute for Church Life at the University of Notre Dame and is brought to you in part by Notre Dame FCU and our listeners. There are places in the heart that do not yet exist, and into them enter suffering that they might exist. Leon Blau wrote that once. It's a perplexing quote, but it seems that the meaning has something to do with the fact that to be present to each other and, most importantly, to allow God to be present to us, we cannot hide from heartache or pain, but we must rather embrace our vulnerability as creatures and as children of God. This is also a central insight and a clear reality of the ministry called Mamas in Spirit, founded by Lindy Wynn. Lindy has a master's degree in pastoral care and counseling from the University of San Diego. She has worked in professional ministry for over 15 years, most recently as Associate Director of Campus Ministry at Loyola Marymount University. She's also worked as a teacher and campus minister at two all-girls schools, Notre Dame Belmont and the Academy of Our Lady of Peace in San Diego. She joins us today to talk about her ministry, Mamas in Spirit, to talk about suffering and hope and being present to each other. You're listening to Church Life Today, a production of the McGrath Institute for Church Life at the University of Notre Dame, and I'm your host, Leonard DiLorenzo. Lindy Wynn, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me, Lenny. I'm delighted to be here. Well, Lindy, you were inspired to launch this ministry called Mamas in Spirit, and now you're in the business of producing you know, blog posts and podcasts weekly for this growing community that you've gathered. I'm wondering if you could tell us a little bit about what you do and where the idea for Mamas in Spirit came from. Of course, I'd love to. Mamas in Spirit was born from a very personal space and place in my heart and my prayer life with God. Essentially, a few years ago, I found myself surrounded with some neighbors and a couple dear friends who were facing life-threatening illnesses at a very young age, many Mm. of them with very young school-age children. And I carried that in my prayer life and in my heart and accompanying them in everyday life. And it reminded me of the profound gift and blessing of life and of one another. And at the same time, knowing that these women were really fighting to survive and having my own young child at home, who at the time was probably about two years old, it struck me so deeply that We never know when our time on this earth is going to come to completion. And I wanted to leave my children something meaningful and faith-filled at the deepest level of my heart and life in case something ever happened to me. That was a very real reality to me because my husband's been very sick before. So that idea that something could happen at some point resonated with me. Mm -hmm. So essentially my little one started preschool And I felt drawn to write. And I spent a year writing my daughter's 52 faithful letters, one for Mm. each week of the year, that are centered in topics at the heart of life and faith. Topics like marriage and loneliness and patience, raising children, anything that came to my heart that I thought would be helpful to them and I felt called to share with them. And after I completed those 52 letters, which are now blogs that you can find at mamasandspirit.com, it was then on my heart to share conversations about these topics with others. There are so many phenomenal and beautiful people of faith in this world, and I wanted to bring them to others, much like sharing the gift of God's love, God's love working through them, to share that with those who are hungry to be nourished and fed in a very real and authentic and soul-level way. So hence came Mamas in Spirit podcast. 
and I've just completed the first year, 52 podcast. Congratulations. And thank you. And it has been an amazing blessing to me. And yes, those podcasts are released weekly and explore these topics at the heart of life. You know, it strikes me that as you were introducing that, you're talking about sort of the personal reasons for starting to think more seriously about doing something like this. And it had to do with the suffering and the possibility of death of those around you. And it reminds me of this ancient practice of the memento mori, remember your death, which seems in this case, as you're talking about it, to really focus and provide some of the energy for doing what you find is most valuable and most important. Has that remained, you know, that sort of urgency or that delight in giving away what's most important, has that remained with you throughout this year of creating these both letters and resources for your children, but especially for other people? Absolutely. And I would say that it's even deepened. Hmm. Each time that I interview a guest, like I was blessed to interview you, Lenny, on being vulnerable with God, they're each a holy moment and a moment that reminds me of the sacredness of life and that we are on a pilgrimage and that we are journeying through this lifetime, hopefully to eternal life. And so every day is a gift and an opportunity to remember that and to live accordingly. And also to be reminded that we are waiting in joyful hope, that we are waiting to be in complete communion with and reunited completely with Christ. And so each day of my life, I see as a sacred step on that pilgrimage, hopefully more deeply into the sacred heart of Jesus. Well, I hope you don't mind, but I enjoy listening to the podcast too. I wouldn't, I don't think I would qualify as a mom in spirit, but maybe I can be a papa in spirit. Does that sound okay to you? Actually, I love that. And <laughs> I have not only so many women who listen, but I have so many male listeners. And so I appreciate that. And I actually joke with my husband all the time that he's a papa in spirit. <laughs> perfect, perfect. <laughs> Nevertheless, you started this and, and you even, you know, right on your website, you say this is a, a ministry for women to point our whole lives towards God in everything we are and everything we do. What do you think especially the women who have joined your community, who have been listening to the podcast and reading and following along and contributing. What do you think the folks in this community have been looking for? What have they found? I so appreciate that question. And I would actually like to tie the answer into the first three decades of the Joyful Mysteries, because Mm. that's really what I've been praying with and, and meditating on. And the first is Mary's fiat, Mary's yes. And that is our call every day to say yes, to the Lord. And in some ways, that may be little ways, and in some ways, that may be very large and profound ways. Mm -hmm. But regardless, each day is an invitation and an opportunity, like Mary, to put on Christ and to live in Christ and to say yes to the Lord. And I think that listeners have been given the opportunity to hear from both some prominent people in our community, like Father Spitzer or Amy D'Ambra from My Saint, My Hero, but also, and, and very, very importantly, from everyday, ordinary people who are saying profound yeses to the Lord, who otherwise would never be in a podcast. These are people that I come across who are placed on my heart to interview, and their interviews are so incredibly beautiful. And I think there are people surrounding us all the time that are saying yes to Christ and yes to God. And unless we sit with them and are attentive, we may not be aware of these yeses and the inspiration of these yeses. So first, it gives listeners the opportunity to 
hear these testimonies and witnesses of these yeses to the Lord, like Mary's fiat. The second is the meeting of Elizabeth and Mary. To me, that embodies the kind of relationships that we're all called to be in. God wants us to be in safe, intimate, loving relationships with others who point us towards God. We're never called to point to ourselves. Nothing we ever do is is called to be about self. It's always called to be about sharing God's love with others. And that relationship between Mary and Elizabeth embodies that, that complete love and accompaniment and companionship, that living in solidarity. And I'm so touched that when the angel Gabriel came to Mary, he said, Elizabeth is also with child. Mm. And that Mary was blessed to have the accompaniment of Elizabeth and vice versa. So Mamas in Spirit provides people with that accompaniment, Mm -hmm. with people who share so deeply from their own hearts and from their own experiences in a real and vulnerable way so that people feel less alone and people know that there are so many people out there who are loving God and saying yes to God and who want to be in true and genuine relationship. And that really combats a lot of the signs of our times because there's so much out there that's so surface level and false. And there are so many things every day that point us away from God. But Mamas and Spirit points us towards God through these beautiful testimonies of these featured guests. And then thirdly, the birth of Christ. We're called to new life every day. And we all are engaged in difficult journeys in life. And we all have varied circumstances and we all have stories, yet God always renews and God always heals. And through the sharing of others and their authentic and vulnerable sharing, it helps crack other people's hearts open. Like Father John Meyer talks about in his podcast, Opening Your Heart to the Holy Spirit, he talks about just allowing yourself, even in the most desolate moments, for God just to crack your heart open just the tiniest of bit. And then from there, really, the Holy Spirit can flood in and bring new life. And so Mamas in Spirit provides that for listeners, new life and inspiration and hope and goodness, beauty, truth, and goodness Uh in the face of our modern-day reality. You're listening to Church Life Today and Redeemer Radio. We're talking with Lindy Wynn, creator of Mamas in Spirit, a ministry for women pointing you towards God in everything you are and everything you do. Now, you ended there a moment ago, Lindy, by speaking of truth, beauty, and goodness, the great transcendentals. But one of the really remarkable things about what you're saying is that these grand things are coming through in very ordinary ways a lot of times, through the stories of faithful people many times living anonymously who aren't the celebrities, who aren't well-known, who don't have blogs and podcasts themselves, but by giving witness to the Lord in their own stories and in their own lives are providing accompaniment, strength for others. What have these stories of the people you've heard from, what have they meant to you personally? What is What has sort of stuck with you or struck you in this year of talking to people about their faith? I'd like to talk about Yolanda Hirsch. She is a woman that I met at an Endow conference who was in my small group, and the Holy Spirit just placed it on my heart to interview her, and she's 81 years old, mm. and I didn't know her at all until that small group, and I really only knew her a little bit after that small group. And I traveled to her home about an hour and a half away from where I live and spent the most sacred and holy moment with her. We probably spent about two and a half hours together that were incredibly touching and some that I will never forget. And some of those moments were recorded and some were not. But I think that's what Mamas in Spirit is, is that each time I'm recording with someone, it feels so deeply like a holy moment 
between me, the person, and Christ, and then that is shared with the world and whoever wants to listen. So it's a very beautiful thing. And Yolanda's story begins when she was a very small child, and she was raised in a third world country in poverty and came to the United States with a dollar in her pocket on a plane um, to to safety and to, to the U.S., to another land where she only knew, I think, a cousin. Hmm. And essentially met her husband not long after, and they ended up adopting six daughters who were their nieces that came from her country of origin because it wasn't safe for them to be there. So they all came in their early, early teens to live with Yolanda and her husband. And they also have one biological son. Sitting with her and hearing about her experiences of poverty as a small child and her mother and how her mother must have so clearly got so deeply in the Holy Spirit because what she shared with Yolanda gave Yolanda the gift of God and of Christ, even when they didn't have enough to eat. And being a person from a first world country mm-hmm. and not having lived in poverty um, or not been impoverished, even during the time that I did live in a very poor Pueblo, her faith and her knowing of what really matters in life is so profound and soul touching. It leaves me to ponder what I'm called to in my own life. And being with her helps me to know Christ more fully. And when people listen to Mamas in Spirit, that seems to be their experience from what they share with me is that they experience a beautiful piece of Christ through the featured guests. Now you're talking just a moment about Yolanda's childhood and what was given to her, possibly by her mother to instill this within her, this gift of faith. As I understand it, if you don't mind me asking about this, you yourself were not raised in a religious home and you came to faith somewhat later in life. Where did that faith come from? What's the story behind you discovering this gift of faith? Well, thank you for asking that, because this is really the heart of the matter, the heart of the matter for me personally, as well as Moms and Spirit. I came to know God deeply and personally as a child, Hmm. really just sitting out by the levee behind my house after my grandfather died. That was my first experience of loss, and I was about eight or nine years old. And I would go out there, and I started to first talk to my grandfather, and eventually that just became God, and I sensed God's holy presence with me then. And that hasn't changed. When I feel restless, it's because my heart is not there in the same way that it was as a nine-year-old child. And I was deeply drawn to the ritual and the sacredness of our sacraments and of Mass and of just sitting and being still in church, in adoration, and being with the Lord. And so that's a core hope of Mamas in Spirit, is that we all experience that deeply personal relationship with God, guiding us, being with us, and instilling us with everything that we need to be able to navigate the unique circumstances of each of our own lives. You know, this is now the the second time, because right at the beginning you were talking about the near whether it's the near-death experiences or the suffering of those around you who kind of led you to this idea of starting this ministry. And now, you know, recalling your own first 
contact first touch with God had to do with another period of suffering, the loss of your grandfather. In both of these instances, you're you're sharing with us that this sort of confrontation with the reality of death or the wounds that we suffer has this strange capacity to bring us into a clearing or a, a space of greater openness to God's presence. How have you come to see that maybe even especially over the last year or or elsewhere in terms of the importance of vulnerability in receiving or recognizing God's presence with us? Well, I think from our most vulnerable experiences, the redemptive part, the redemptive love is falling more deeply into the love of Christ, the love of God, of allowing ourselves to be broken, but yet allowing God to heal us, because really that's the only place that true healing comes from, and that in turn brings us into greater intimacy and deeper understanding really at the soul level of God. So, so many of the podcasts are filled with stories of suffering or struggle or loss, whether they're about Elaine sharing about her choice to place her child for adoption, to choose adoption for her child in sacrificial love, choosing adoption for my baby. Mm. Through that choice of her to choose adoption for her child, she has learned so much more deeply about the love of God and what true love is. In Sheila Clavery's A Mother's Final Blessing, she shares about the final blessing that her mother gave her before her mother passed away. And Sheila didn't know she was going to pass away, but it's so incredibly beautiful. And guests share, which is really surprising to me in some ways, but they're willing to share these beautiful, sacred, heartfelt stories that are the most intimate of their lives with listeners, because this is where they found God, and this is where they know that others can find God, and they want that for them. Mm. You're listening to Church Life Today and Redeemer Radio. We're talking with Lindy Wynn, creator of Mamas and Spirit, a ministry for women, pointing you towards God and everything you are and everything you do. You know, Lindy, one of the things I really love about um, your podcast is you yourself are so personally present. By that, I mean, as you've already been sort of testifying to here, you're not just interviewing people. You're really trying to enter into this holy moment and as you're inviting them and asking them to be really present and to offer something to the listeners, I find that you're really present too, even though you're hosting. So I just really love that. And I think one of the the things that becomes really apparent is that um, the heart of your vocation, it seems to be, is uh, your vocation as a wife to your husband, Brian, and your vocation as a mother to your three children. I was wondering, since you reflect so deeply on all of these things, if you could tell us a bit about how you understand God calling you through your marriage, through your family, which seems so clearly connected to this ministry that you're involved in as well. Yes, thank you for saying that, because everything I see is deeply integrated in life. Everything I do really comes from the same place, from the soul level, and hopefully in deep communion and intimacy with God. So whether it's Mamas in Spirit, or my marriage with my husband, or my life with my children, or wherever I am in every, any given day, I pray and I hope that everything comes from that same place. My life, I guess, has been very humbling for me. My husband was sick, very sick. I thought I'd lost him for a moment when I was nearly 25 years old, and I'm now 43, just so your listeners know. <laughs> <laughs> 
Do you want us to bleep that out or you're okay with it? No, I'm totally <laughs> okay with that. See, you see, Letty, You're very I, honest. I love it. I, I, well, I believe that's what we're called to yeah. be. It's honest. And it's only through honesty and authenticity that I believe that we can be in true relationship with one another and God. And so, and I, I don't, this sounds so funny, but I don't like to mess around. Yeah. I love to just be real and encounter others in a real way. Going back to Mary and Elizabeth, I feel like that's what their encounter was and that's what we're called to be. So my marriage and my raising of my children, they're very real. And I pray that they're deeply faith-centered. And you know, we pray over our children and we bless our children and we struggle in family life, yet we are also overjoyed and delighted in family life. Mm. It's everything. Everything is everything. Um, you know, there's so much on social media and other means today that communicate some sort of perfection, and that's just not true, and I know that. So I'm able to see it through that lens of reality, thanks be to God. But essentially, I think it's important for your listeners to know that I am an adoptive mother. I've adopted all three, or we've adopted all three of our children together, Brian and I, and we have never been able to have children naturally um, we've been infertile. I've been struggled with infertility. And so yet the redemptive love is that we are an adoptive family. And that has been a profound gift of God's love for two reasons. One is because I've witnessed my husband so dear accompanying, for example, one of our children's birth mother. And to be able to witness his care for her while he went grocery shopping for her or dropped us off for the sonogram at the front door and just his tender care that helps me to see God in him so clearly. So the experiences we've shared have been transformative yet. We're a very real married couple. It's not all perfect or whatnot yet. We're deeply committed to one another and our sacrament. We see that as between ourselves and God and we're humbled all the time. Marriage, you know this, Lenny. Marriage will keep you humble. Yeah. <laughs> As well as raising children. Yes. And I'm so... on the slow, steady road to humility. I'm not there yet, <laughs> but every day a little bit more humble. There you go. And then raising our children, our life has been filled with and intertwined with special needs and disabilities and even mental illness. And, and one of our children, that's pretty significant. So... That's been a journey, Lenny. It's been very, very difficult, yet redemptive and beautiful because the moments that have been the most difficult are some of the moments where I have most profoundly sensed God with me, Emmanuel, Mm -hmm. in my life. And so this is another part of just life and our call and also Mamas in Spirit is that We're called to discern and to discover how is God calling me to accompany others? How is God calling me to pick up my cross and to journey with Christ? And when we do that, oftentimes it's not easy, but it's blessed. And that's how we proceed on our pilgrimage, hopefully more deeply into the heart of God. You know, in listening to you, Lindy, I'm just struck by the idea that the key here seems to be to not hide, right? So, We can turn away from our suffering. We can pretend it's not there. We can distract ourselves. We can, in some ways, ignore the suffering of others. But 
in some of the stories that you've told just in our short time together in your own witness about your own life, the key in each of them, to me at least, seems to be to allow that the suffering and the difficulties and everything else to be present. And only then are you really poised and ready to receive God's accompaniment as fully as God seeks to give it to us. Does that sound right? Is that what I'm hearing? Yes, absolutely. And Jesus tells us this. God tells us this in the Gospels. God tells us how to be disciples and gives us the divine and human example of Christ. So by spending time in the Gospels and really allowing that to permeate into our beings, it informs us how to live everyday life. Jesus was with those who were suffering and outcast and lonely and needed healing. Yet that's also where we're found when we do that. It's like when we do that, that's where we find Christ and we are found by Christ is in those moments. It's like people who who sit with the um, the dying. And right now I have a neighbor down the street. He's so dear. And I think he's in his 60s now and he has Down syndrome. And he's on hospice. And I haven't been able to spend as much time with him, which is a regret of my heart in the last couple years since my little went to school and things have kind of picked up pace. But I was with him the other day for just a moment. And I just, God is there so Clearly, that moment is so holy, and it nourishes my soul. I feel like I'm found in that moment. Mm. Any confusion, anything not of God, it dissipates immediately, and God is there in that moment. Well, Lindy, we're just about out of time, so before we go, can you let people know where they can find Mamas in Spirit, where they can find you if they want to tap into this community and many of the stories and testimonies that you're bringing forward? Yes, absolutely. Thank you. So you can go to mamasandspirit.com, and when you get there on the landing page, you can find podcasts, blogs, videos, and all about Mamas and Spirit and me, as well as a link to contact me. So that's mamasandspirit.com. You can also directly email me, I love hearing from you, at mamasandspirit at gmail.com, as well as all over social media. I'm on way more sites than I ever would have dreamed of. But they... <laughs> I, I know that this is the necessary evil. Like you want to be present and be in the real moments and you got to get tapped into the social media as the necessary cost of it all. I get it. Yes. And I struggle with that at first, but yep. now my little line on Instagram is something like, let us follow one another in quotations, follow one another on social media to truly follow God. There in you are. Real life. Yes. So there you go. <laughs> that is not the official media tagline of Instagram. It's yours. Yeah. That's not. Amen. Because otherwise, how am I going to use that? That is not what they're doing there uh, in the rest of the space. So, well, Lindy, we've come to the end of our time. Thank you so, so very much for spending this beautiful time with us. And as always, bringing yourself to be present here in this conversation. Thank you so very much. Thank you, Lenny. And thank you to the McGrath Institute. I really appreciate being here with you. All right. And thanks to all of you out there for joining us on Church Life today. This Church Life Today podcast is a production of Redeemer Radio and the McGrath Institute for Church Life at the University of Notre Dame and is brought to you in part by Notre Dame FCU and our listeners. Does debt have you down? Are you worried about your credit cards, your mortgage, or keeping your car? Notre Dame Federal Credit Union can help. Our people are trained to be financial physicians. They can give you a checkup, 
help you to heal, and then stay healthy. Don't be embarrassed. It's why we exist. When your body is sick, you go to see a doctor. When your finances are sick, you go to see the friendly folks at Notre Dame Federal Credit Union. You already share our values. Why not share in our benefits?